coming up on Just Elders Podcast. We can see the snow. Like when I, bro, that, I can when see that, the corona. Look at your KC Corona. <laughs> I don't take for granted. <laughs> but shut up, dog. Keep looking at me crazy. I just cleared my throat. Enjoying fucking music in their house, not knowing we got a long ass road ahead of us. And I just don't think people. I think people taking it for granted. I really do. And Keith don't. Everybody on here, these fake stock investors. Oh, I'm I'm buying stock. Man, I'm, I'm buying stock. So I am we. And boom too. So if you heard it here first, I'm not telling y'all not to do it, but I'm telling you, if there's an executive order giving me the opportunity not to pay something, I'm taking that shit. Last week's episode is titled, Mama, why is the mayor taking our house? In the very next week, the mayor said, Keep your house. Keep your house. <laughs> 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 Shit. <laughs> Keith, don't think it's as serious as I it's, do? It's serious, but I can only take it as serious as the state that I'm in. If I was in New York, I'd be on lockdown. If yeah. I was in Florida, I'd be on the beach. So. <laughs> I want to see what y'all think it, about It's that. serious enough that in New Jersey, a friend of the family's mother's already passed. <coughs> ready? Born ready. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Shit is real! Shit is getting real! Shit is real! Coronavirus! Keith is literally oh, no. fucking up my whole intro right now. <laughs> this is the greatest podcast to ever hit the airways. I say that every time, and I mean that every single time. I really feel like this is about to be probably one of the most important episodes we ever recorded. I can argue and say that for real, for real. I believe it's going to be the most important episode I have ever recorded. Um... And I really need us to get ready before I tune in and before we dive into the conversation. Let me just say this. Let me thank y'all for two things. Everyone that listened to last week's episode, Mama, why is the mayor taking our house? Thank you so much. We got raving reviews. People really was rocking with it. They was really supporting it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you. Uh, I don't know, man. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know, man. We getting reviews, so that's just kind of exciting to me because, you know, that's how we get paid. That's how we pay our bills. Um, so hearing that y'all are liking this information, hearing that y'all are uh, vibing with it, that makes it worth doing the work. Second thing I want to thank everybody for doing is joining me on my praise party, man. Hey, 
we went in today. You know, we record on Sundays. Today, man, I did my praise party. D-Nice, he did a, a day party yesterday. He actually doing one today right now. Yesterday, he got 100,000 people in there. And I was like, you know what, man? Y'all y'all party. Y'all went to the club. Now, let me see if y'all going to come to church. So I had that Elders praise party, man. 1,500 people checked in. It was it was a beautiful thing. So uh, it was fun. Let's get ready to have this conversation. Um um, Keith, before we get in, he ain't coughing, so I ain't gonna ask him how he feeling. <laughs> <clears throat> What's up, Keith? Hey, man, you know, you already know. Out here, we, we out here. You know, this this is a um, you know, we gonna get into it on the episode. We got some uh, conflicting some, views. I mean, you know, it is what it is. We we in Georgia. We have some reviews. Uh, first of all, let me thank everybody for doing reviews, man. Like the ratings are going up, the reviews are going up. Shout out, y'all uh, doing y'all thing. So uh, we got a review here from we got a, we got a review from KK nine zero one seven podcast that engages. I love the transparency and candor of this podcast regarding various topics from life events to did you see that episode? Candor. I like that word, candor. That's sophisticated. The way this podcast can captivate you and make you feel like you are a part of the conversation, whether you are agreeing or dispu- uh, disputing the topic, is something that I rarely see in a podcast. Hmm. I'm excited to be an avid listener and embark on this journey with them as the podcast continues to grow and evolve. Wow. Shout out, KK. KK, appreciate you for that. That's that stuff we want to hear right there. All right. I like this one. I like this one. This one, Bernie Biden, brokered conversation, people's town, monkeys with diamond rings. With the shaking my head emoji. <laughs> Gentlemen, that was the very best podcast I've heard in the J-E-P crates. I like the J-E-P. J-E-P. Side note, I've only go through a third of them so far. Because look. We got episodes. We got we got content. <laughs> you ain't gonna be able to get this in a week. Why? Why you getting quarantined? We gonna talk about it. Why you getting quarantined? We have plenty of episodes for you to watch. Yeah. And then, shit, if you really want to dig down, May Life. You know what May I'm saying? Life for real. <laughs> we so. got you. So we got almost forty episodes for you out there. Good word. A uh, very informative and spirited conversation between Bozeman and Fort, who are clearly between two of the most passionate advocate uh, advocates for the disenfranchised Black Atlantans. Eldridge, I appreciate you taking the time to take a deeper dive into what's at stake with the Democratic candidates for POTUS, President of the United States, uh, the November election, and the future of Black homeowners in People's Town. That's an Atlanta thing. I didn't agree with everything I heard. <laughs> Monkeys with diamond rings at the top of the list, <laughs> but I, but I, but I did learn a lot and gain some fresh perspective. Keith, ear candy on point as always. Keep up the energy, fellas. Peace, Foxy P in DC. Foxy hey. P, Foxy P, stand on reviews. I like that. Hey, she like do, that. she I do, like she that. do, man. Appreciate you. You feeding us. I like that. I like that. But yeah, so. Uh, th- those are reviews this week, man. Like we said, keep sending us the reviews. Uh, send those emails, too. Yeah, send, like... Send those, send those emails. The emails up, man. Hello at JustEldridge.com. Uh, Hello, H-E-L-L-O at JustEldridge. You know how to spell Eldridge, E-L-D-R-E-D-G-E.com. Email us uh, or hit us up on Apple, man. We just appreciate y'all for just showing us love. So let's dive right into this conversation. Um, 
first of all, let me just say this. This uh we actually have people in the studio on this episode. Um on this episode we're good, but because of the coronavirus, me and Keith decided the responsible thing to do is to shut down the studio. So um all of our guests moving forward until further notice will be on the phone. And well, probably not because you know some folks probably come in. They'll be on the phone. <laughs> for right. for, for y'all take a note of that. For further if, notice. If, like, if certain somebody, if anybody come on the show, just know. <laughs> hey, look, they'll be on the phone for further notice. Uh but guys, you know, this is serious. We that's why I said in the beginning we have conflicting views. Keith, don't think it's as serious as I it's, do. It's serious, but I can only take it as serious as the state that I'm in. If I was in New York, I'd be on lockdown. If yeah. I was in Florida, I'd be on the beach. So, with this being said, <laughs> this is ignorant, bro. <laughs> with this being said, y'all, today I want to have a conversation about coronavirus in a way that nobody has had it. COVID-19. <laughs> I want to have a conversation about COVID-19. I'm calling this the hypothetical conversation. What if? Today we're going to have that conversation. I get it. There are a lot of facts out there, and we're going to talk about those. There are a lot of cases out there. We're going to talk about those. But I want to talk about the next level. What if and how do we get on point and prepare ourselves? All right. Let me call my guest. Yeah, I just feel like we are uh, underestimating how big this is going to impact us as a community. Um, there's a phrase that says when uh, – the white man get a cold, black people get pneumonia. And uh, get corona. <laughs> I, I would argue that, shit, the white man got pneumonia with this. You know what I'm saying? This is shutting down a lot of stuff. So I wanted to have that conversation that we're not having. I think people get scared of having a what-if conversation. What if we do get uh, quarantine and the city shut down? What if it doesn't last two weeks and it happens Longer than a month, two months, six months. What if the economy is down for years? Like, I want to have that conversation. I feel like you gentlemen are both equipped with the information that the people need to hear. So um, on this podcast, there's no rules. There's no regulations. You can say what you want to say, how you want to say it. So with that being said, I want to just introduce people on the uh, mic. First person, um, super excited about this brother. I met him. Probably about a year, year and a half ago, uh, working with Derek Bozeman. Um, he had a restaurant, Swanson Family uh, Farm, and he also had, and the, the beautiful thing about it, the restaurant, everything came from his family farm. And we very rarely just see black farmers like we need to see. And this brother was just one of the people that was all about giving information, all about helping people, all about helping us be better how we eat how we live and i think coronavirus i know definitely for me has made me have to even look at how we sustain ourselves with food with these grocery stores being emptied and all this stuff so wayne i definitely want you to come on y'all give me a round of applause for my good friend my big brother brother wayne hey hey What's up, man? I was wondering who you were talking about. Man, I'm talking about you, superstar. How you feeling, bro? <laughs> How you feeling, bro? Man, I feel better if I did better with that restaurant. I had to close that thing down, man. It didn't make money. 
Hey, look, I I remember you. Um, well, you know, I just came on when we were shooting the content with CNN. Like I was just on the farm, yep. and, and your wife had told me. Wife had told me, but you still rocking with the farm, right? Still rocking with the farm, right? Yeah, yeah, we rolling. That's what's up, man. So it's actually uh, been um, a good three weeks, but it's been terrible at the same time. Got it. Got it. So, well, thank you for coming on the podcast, and I'm super excited about your contribution. The next person I want to bring to the mic is uh, this brother. Back in 2010, 2011, I was dating a beautiful young lady, and um, she was like, yo, you got to meet my cool-ass big cousin. And I was like, cool, you know. I'm like, I'm down to meet the fam, whatever. And, you know, everybody think they cousin cool. Like, you don't think your cousin, nobody think they cousin cooler than their cousin. And when I met this guy, he was exactly what she described. Uh, Sylvester is just a a genius, uh, a scholar, a gentleman, and just a guy that's a wealth of knowledge, man. And even now, he's just continuing to study. Like, he's on this podcast now. He just got out of class. So I just love this dude because of how much he intakes and how much he always trying to learn and improve himself. So with that being said, y'all, give a round of applause to my big brother, Sylvester. <laughs> Sylvester, what's up, man? Wayne over there. I'm like, who are you introducing? <laughs> I to be this. <laughs> Sylvester, man, what's up? How you feeling, Doc? Man, I'm 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 feeling more optimistic than I probably should be, but um, I'm also like you said, just looking at this started with day one. Now we're on day like ten, and I'm wondering when it's gonna stop. If it is, all right. But I'm feeling good. Well, I'm, I'm glad. glad. I'm glad we. <laughs> Nah, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. I'm gonna just start right there. So I made a post on uh, I made a post on uh, Twitter the other day, and I said, "Man, I see people out here on Facebook, Instagram, and they like, yo, day one, day five, day nine. Everybody started on different days of quarantine, and you know they're tired and they're ready to go outside. They're ready to get back to work. Personally, I don't think the real quarantine has started. I think this is just." what we call practicing social distancing voluntary social distancing and so also y'all get ready for uh keith to be doing a lot of disrespectful shit because keith think i am a conspiracist right now the music you hear is the walking dead theme song because i did say i'm not gonna lie i think the way they shutting down the economy i think it's gonna be a harder hit than we have ever heard before, we have ever seen before, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it just like this. And Wayne, I got a question for you to uh, get this thing started. So, in the HIV prevention, we always get use Easy E as an example. So we'll be like, "Yo, Easy E, how did he die?" And most people always say he died of AIDS. The thing is, Easy E didn't die of AIDS; he died of pneumonia. Um, and because he had AIDS, his immune system couldn't fight off that pneumonia. In this situation, I think coronavirus is AIDS. And I think the economic impact is the pneumonia. And I feel like when you shut down, whenever we live in a city like the city of Atlanta, and they begin to absolutely do every precaution for you to keep your house, like, oh, you don't got to pay rent for 60 days. 
You ain't got to pay your light bill. You ain't going to pay your water bill. I think that's a telltale sign of something really happening. So, Wayne, like, what are you seeing right now? Because I know you do a lot of wholesale. You're selling your meat off your farm with these grocery stores running out. Like, how is this impacting you? And how do you feel like people need to prepare moving forward when it comes to food? Man, it's scary for two reasons. One, um, I don't believe in taking advantage of people. Mm. So I have a product that is in need. And my wife and my son and I were talking about it as we discussed the business, but we decided not to advertise because we don't want to appear like we're taking advantage of the situation. And it's a bad situation. Um, I also have another job where I'm a buyer for a grocery train. Mm. And yeah, man, we, we, we're at the point now where you, you know how you go to the grocery store and you're getting that real pretty vacuum tight, vacuum packed, uh, meat. Right. Nah, bro. We just getting it. We getting it like your grandma cut it up with a cleaver and wrapping it in cellophane and putting it out and people buying it. So the store you buying from, I can't keep, where are you buying? Like, what what areas are you buying for? I don't know if you can disclaim that. We we try to stay uh, as local as possible. Just it, it's very similar. I'm not going to give the name because they ain't paying you to advertise. So thank you, sir. Um, I would have bleeped it out anyway. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in the game. I understand. Um, so we want to be as local as possible. But the hard part, which is, I'm a farmer. So in the meeting, I could tell the next question they were going to ask was, do we have any sourcing overseas? Because nobody in America has ever been hungry, right? There's people who've been hungry, but nobody that has jobs. Right. So they lost. They don't know what to do because they're like, well, we don't really connect with farmers like that. We connect with the guy who's got $20 million worth of product, but a guy like me, they don't connect with. Right. So when the big dude is out, they're stuck. So what and do you, the first what do you, thing they did was, was ask about overseas. And I was like, yeah, no, you can't go and buy anything overseas. Nothing. So what do you see? Like, um, I mean, I'm going to the grocery store, bro. You can't even get a chicken wing. Like, no I ain't seeing nothing. No bread. So, like, how long, so if, how long is this going to last as far as, like, like what would have to happen... <laughs> Because we're having a what if conversation. You, what is the worst case scenario? We ain't hit the we ain't hit the worst of this yet. That's the worst is when the truckers get sick. And that's, no, nobody talks about that. Look, let me tell you because right now I got so, plenty of trucker friends. They removed the laws. You can you can drive without taking your fourteen hour break or whatever the rule yeah. is. Like they are free range. Truckers are making money over hand over fist right now. But like you said, when they but shut think them about down. What? What happens when they start? They all congregate at the same little spot. So I might be in New York this morning in Queens loading up far Rockaway. I'm heading to Charlotte. Eight hours, nine hours later, I'm in Charlotte. I got sick in Queens. Now everybody at that truck stop in Charlotte is going to be sick or need to be quarantined. And they going out across the country. Then they going through all the tolls. So if they don't have an easy pass, and they actually have to interact with the toll person, and they get sick, and then you say you going across the Walt Whitman Bridge in Philly, everybody that goes <laughs> through that toll is going to be affected. See, 
This and is- I don't think people understand what we're about to get into. Hey, Brother Wayne. Yes, sir. I, I'm going to say, won't he do it real quick? But you wouldn't happen to be a brother that used to go to the East Point uh, farmer's market, would you? Absolutely. Me and my man, Patrick Muhammad. Yes, sir. You know what? I've been trying to get some goats from you forever and couldn't remember your name. <laughs> See? That's me. Won't he do it? <laughs> won't he do it? All the time. Hey, so look. I, I used to I, raise. Hold on. I think I just heard. Rashid, did you just call in? I th- yes. All right, Rashid. All right. I'm about to bring you oh, on. Oh, the Godfather. Second. Yeah, so, so I got, I got. The, Let me step aside. Let that man talk. Yeah, I brought some real heat to this call today, man. So uh, no, no, you only brought one heat. That's Rashid. That's all the rest of us is embers that that popped off of his fire. <laughs> exactly. So. Let me bring this on, man. Y'all know, y'all are not no strangers to any of my Little Smith Man brothers. Uh, Little Smith Man is probably one of the proudest organizations I'm a part of. Um, but in Little Smith Man, everybody got roles. You got Derek the convener. You know what I'm saying? You got Mowley the organizer. You got Rev the preacher. And then you got Rasheed. The shooter. <laughs> I straight up security, man. And I love this brother, man. I love his insight. I love his wisdom. And I love that he spends his days teaching people and can I be real y'all because now we don't got in this situation we in I'm really realizing how much I took for granted the information that's around me like I'm realizing damn how many classes that I did not attend that Rashid was putting on like I'm realizing now I got a lot to do so uh y'all ladies and gentlemen do me a uh, favor give a round of applause to my big brother and let's welcome Rashid to the conversation. Rashid, how you feeling, man? Oh, good, man. I, I appreciate the opportunity uh, to get on, to be a part of this important uh, conversation. I'm just a sum. Um, I'm just a part of, 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 of many who have something to so, um, And together we make that sum. So I am we. And boom too, So look, um, y'all. Like I said, this is don't don't look at this like no interview. We just having a conversation that the people need to hear. So like, uh, no doubt. So it's like if y'all got something to say, jump in, jump in. If you got some information, again, I'm trying to have the hypothetical coronavirus what if conversation. What if this is worse than what people think it is? And I do think it is. You the reason why I know it's worse. Because I was on the live, right? D-Nice just did this dope party. It was 100,000 people on there. I was on there. I was vibing. But in that moment, as I, it was like a moment when I would listen to the music. I would like had an outer body experience. And I watched me as well as other people in America just like enjoying fucking music in their house. Not knowing we got a long ass road ahead of us. And I just don't think people... I think people taking it for granted. I really do. Look, and Keith don't. Look, before y'all get to the what if, I want each one of y'all um, to kind of tell us where we are. Because, I mean, I'm going to keep it 100% real. Keith I mean, don't it's, believe it's, it's here. No, no, no. It's here. It's serious enough for you to get it. But, I mean, if my boss is still making me come to work and my governor still has the everything open, like, how serious is it? So, y'all, tell us where we are, and then we, we're going to get into... I want to I see what y'all it, think about it. It's that. serious enough that 
in New Jersey, a friend of the family's mother has already passed. Wow. Damn. Um, two friends of my parents, um, two, uh, they in the same city. Um, they have it and they're older. Um, today we found out that, um, the young guy, I'm 47, he's 27. So I call him the young guy, the young guy at the second job, his mama got it. Um, he called out that he hadn't seen her in three months, but she got it. Um, whether she's asymptomatic, I didn't know. I didn't want to ask questions in Jersey Um, or here in Georgia, but this is in Georgia. So my two points of reference are New Jersey and Georgia. And I am one degree removed from somebody in New Jersey and somebody in Georgia. Rasheed, where are we as a people on just, you know, security, like having it like, cause you know, I'm in the store, man. I'm seeing guns being bought up. Like you can't get two uh, rounds of ammo. Like you can't get more than two rounds of ammo. Like, like where are we in that aspect? Like when you start seeing people buy guns like this, where should our mindset be? Well, I think it's you know important to note that when we look at the you know this trend of um, of folks running running out to these stores to buy guns, they typically happen on election cycles when you have the Democrats and the Republicans vying for office. And this fear that one or the other is going to, you know, restrict the right of people to, to, to have certain type of weapons. But we've never experienced uh, in the history of this nation um, a situation that we're in now with respect to the generations that are still uh, here, as you know, as it relates specifically to our great grandparents, our uh, our grandparents, our parents, you know, our generation, we've never experienced, um, you know, this this epi- epidemic, this pandemic that they're calling, and it's creating fear. It's creating fears of security. You know, there's there's uh, fears of not only you know the the physical security of your household, but there's also food fears. So you have those food security fears. You have uh, fears of personal safety that is out there. Because what if, what if the supply lines break down and that, you know, we have truck drivers who are too sick to replenish uh, the shelves. Right. You know, people will have to start living off of what they were able to secure, you know, that previous day or, um, if they were in a position to prepare and, and, and those supplies uh, don't last long. Right. So Judgment, we have I been know. conditioned. I know. I'm eating we have been conditioned. Right. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, people buying up these guns and ammunition is, is a result of fear. And, you know, it may or may not happen, but, you know, we gotta, we, we gotta keep a perspective here. Um, and be prepared for the worst. We have to be prepared, you know, for food shortages. We have to be prepared for those individuals who run out of food, um, who don't necessarily want to share. They want to go take what other people prepare for. And, and that is the that is the sad reality of what we're dealing with. And unfortunately, because we live in a, uh, in, in a capitalist, capitalistic society, 
everything is is based on that almighty mighty dollar. You know, gun prices aren't going down; they're going up. Gas right. prices aren't going down; it's going up. It's based on supply and demand, and that you know that that is the capstone of capitalism. And that's what that's what's scaring um, me. That's what's scaring me when I see gun prices going up. I'm seeing ammo going up. Like I'm seeing a lot of stuff that's just going up. But then I'm like, bro, why is gas going down? Like, like why we like why is that? Uh, so that's an OPEC is a whole different conversation, and there's a fight going on between uh, Russia and Iran. So gas prices were going to go down anyway. Uh, but there's two things. Just if I could speak on the guns and ammo, yeah. Um, the people who are buying guns now don't scare me. Not at all. Um, they're buying a weapon almost like a person that is out and about and they're like, man, I really, I'm hungry. I just ate dinner, but I done drove past the place and I'm going to buy a sandwich. They're going to eat half of it and throw it away. Those people are going to be more afraid of that weapon for the most part um, than somebody who has a, a 22 long rifle at home and can hit a squirrel between the eyes. That's the guy you got to worry about. The guy that needs one of these big ARs and doesn't really know how to rack it, but has not, here's the key, has not practiced under pressure. All that other stuff, can I cuss just a little bit? It's bullshit. Oh, uh, uh, no, you can cuss a lot. If, 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 you know, okay, if you ain't practiced and you ain't been in a pressure situation, you can say all you want what you're going to do. You won't know until you're in the situation. You're talking about me. And I'm most not gonna of lie. Us. You're talking about me. That that was me. I'm going to just be real. Uh, I'm unprepared. Like, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. <laughs> like So look, right. I'm the person you bring in your clan. I'm a, I'm like, I'm a thinker. You know what I'm saying? So like, well, I was in fucking sports uh, authority yesterday. Buying throwing knives, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> brother. If, if you a lover, I'm suggesting that you go get the Karma Sutra and the Tantric book, so you can love on that big girl, so she can feed That's you right. through Christ. My girl's <laughs> so look, man. You know uh, what I mean, Sylvester. I'm gonna talk to you about this. Like, like people are stocking up, but in the case of the what if conversation, if we hear longer than what we think. What should you have in your house? And anybody else can contribute, but I'm going to go specifically Cause how, cause, Sylvester because of the backpackers. How long are we going to be here? It's, I think the other brother touched on it enough, well, more than enough by saying we're already behind the curve in a lot of things. When these prices started going up, you got your supply and demand. The people who are running the stores paying that money for those guns could afford to buy those guns. So folks I was worried about. When we were, I went and did some surveying, uh, what I call day one, which is when the schools closed. And I'm watching people buy nonsense. But I also had to get out of my judgmental view because they were buying stuff because the only thing they knew was my kids are out of school. They want Oreos, they want Cheetos, they want you know, all this little stuff that kids want. I went and brother, I wanted to buy all the canned goods I could find. Um, canned goods because they're going to last a few months. And if y'all grew up like I grew up, the expiration date don't mean shit. Mark, you're absolutely right on that. But, um, 
I started storing water. I started buying water. And it was me and a white dude in the store. We were helping each other carry the water out together. And we split it up later on. Real talk. Um, right. The water, non-perishables. And I say non-perishables, I mean your canned goods, your beans, your rice, your pasta. These are things you can eat cold. Because most people don't know how to, one, start a fire, two, maintain a fire, three, how to put a fire out if it gets out of control. Most people don't. Um, and that's, that's not I a flight most to people. Any. Because why? I mean, the same reason a lot of those dudes don't know how to change a tire. Why should I? Someone else going to do it for me. Throw some dirt. Um, <laughs> triple A, baby. Triple so, A. And I was. Now, I ain't no triple A, brother. Let me just say that. I can't change a motherfucking tire. Like, you know <laughs> I ain't, I ain't that tired, bad. I, I, I can change my tire, but I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be real with y'all. Like, if this is Walking Dead, I'm Glenn. Glenn had to develop into a killer. Hey, but you know what? I appreciate you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what you just said? You said, I appreciate you. What? I appreciate you because you adapt and evolve in the situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't stay in the corner thinking you knew everything and end up hurting everybody else. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what I think. That's where I think we are. That's why I'm trying to have this conversation. Like I'm, I'm naturally going to bring, you know, hum- I'm, I'm naturally going to bring humor to it. But at the same time, I really feel like we're behind the eight ball in a major way. And I feel like this is what I said. I'm like, y'all got to realize I remember the economy crash in 09. I remember. Right. Like, it it hit my family hard. We lost everything. But mm-hmm. in 09, we were able to, my dad left the Atlanta market, went to El Paso, went to Oklahoma, pivoted, used that, and made some, something happen, and he came back up. The difference is they shutting down the economic engine of America as a whole and you can't move. For one, I don't want to die. Two, you might be quarantined and it's illegal to move. Or three, niggas just fucked up and they don't got it. Like when they saw when they said Atlanta, you ain't got to pay your rent. That's when I was like, oh, this shit real. Yeah, but so a couple things that always there's always going to be an underground economy. Right? Mm-hmm. There's always there's no getting around that. And two, the thing that I'm most afraid of is not six months after the supply chain and it's a month after the sugar runs out and everybody can't get their sugar fixed. Say that. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of people going crazy over some sugar. Hey. And it's going to take a while to detox, but that's when the purge stuff I think will happen. When people can't get that Oreo. Over sugar? That's fixed. Like like a crack over sugar, bro. And yeah, like it's we are obese com- uh, country for a reason, and that sugar is def- everything we need has sugar. I can only imagine, like so, you know, I can only imagine being in my apartment complex with all these Negroes, and I'm the only <laughs> person with sugar, and everybody else can't make no Kool Aid. <laughs> Like, them niggas coming in my shit, bro. Yeah, think about it. You you go through a... Uh, I, I went through withdrawal. Like, I was on crack. Like, I was using cocaine. Yeah. Uh. 
Yeah, it's a powerful drug. You know, that, that sugar is a powerful drug. And I think, you know, just to pivot on how we find ourselves in this situation, a lot of us have a lot, you know, when we talk about security, right, it's not only physical security, but it's personal security. And the choices that you make in terms of the things that you put in your mouth, you know, mm-hmm. that, that is degrading your personal internal uh, security, right? Sugar will kill your immune system, which will make these time, you know, make you more susceptible uh, to this illness that's going around. <clears throat> so, you know, we have to be very clear on, you know, the diet uh, that the bad diets that we have adopted in the past, uh, in the past and look at, look forward to, um, or look to pivoting on, you know, these diets that will build up our immune system. Because, you know, that's one of the proactive things that we could do as it relates to security and um, 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 building up, you know, the, the immune system that has already been weakened by, uh, unfortunately, our unhealthy daily diets. I got a question yeah. for Wayne. Um, yes, sir. So, you know, my cousin, me and my cousin Troy, man, I ain't gonna lie. We maybe we don't had so many conversations. It probably didn't help that I rewatched War World Z and Containment and every other <laughs> zombie movie you can find on Netflix. It probably didn't help that I've been watching all mm-hmm. this shit. But like, you know, I'm looking at everything. I'm like, dang, I got this in the back of the house. I got all this grass. Like, I need to start growing my food. Like. For the people that's yeah. now thinking about that, like, because one thing I did say, right, I like when Trump came in office, what Trump did, he gave a great opportunity for people that are organizing to get more people involved in the movement, more people involved in the fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think what coronavirus is doing is now giving us an opportunity to recruit more people. Look, you see what happened when you de- depend on the store for food. So, like, for people right. that's like, all right, I get it now. What should they be doing right now? Even if they, if I don't, I don't know the seasons. What can be planted right, right now? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the extreme case. What you should be preparing for. Okay. Um, and there's a couple of things that that we get marketed to that it pisses me off, and nobody else talks about it. But so one, stop all that bullshit about GMOs and um, hybridized plants. You need to eat. It's an apocalyptic situation. Go buy the damn seeds from Home Depot, wherever it's closest to you, and just have some food. You, you can't be worrying about where seeds are coming from uh, or where the plant came from if you're going to die if you have nothing to eat. And this, right? this is you giving us so extreme pre- worst case scenario information. I'm just disclaiming be prepared. That. Buy the seeds. I don't care. If who made it? What seeds? Be ready. What the seeds, second thing. What seeds should they be buying? You need seeds that are going to propagate again. So if you get, like people say, like the corn won't grow again, it'll grow again. You may not get something off every kernel, but all you need is one. One ear of corn is going to have about 800, 900 seeds on it. Mm. And you just wow. need to be able to dry that out, plant it. Tomatoes, keep your seeds. Start practicing your seeds. Water. So here's what here's what's gonna happen to us. 
uh, the moment that the water system fails, the people from South America is going to come take over. You ever been to Mexico and drank the water? Mm, no. uh, you can't drink the water. You can't drink the water, but they can drink our water. And the moment the, our water system fails, all that bacteria is going to come through the pipe. So I suggest everybody start drinking a, a shot of well water. Because when it goes down, you're going to be sick. We just, brother, just talked about you're weak and you're sick. And the situation where you're weak and you have something I want, or you have something that my family needs, you can't afford to be sick. Start taking a shot of well water. I grew up on that well water. I'm from Monroe, Georgia. I know about that. Make sure. If you can't go to Mexico and drink the water, it still ain't working. Damn. Because they can come here and drink the water. And they can build a deck. <laughs> so that means they can build a house, they can drink the water, they raise goats, they slaughter goats. They're they going to survive. All right. Because keep, they kept to what their ancestors showed. Keep going. You said buy seeds. So you buy seeds anywhere. Buy seeds. All right, boom. What's the next? Anywhere. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's a dollar store. I don't care where it is. Have some seeds. Start planting stuff so you can start messing around with it now. So you can get that thumb green. Is there a season of wet need to be planted right now? I don't care what you plant. Just plant something to make it grow. I don't care if it's the wrong season, the right season. There's information on the back of the seed packet. You have to get the practice, just like your gun. If you don't get the practice in, don't be telling me you're going to pull out and you ain't practice lifting your shirt over your holster to, to withdraw your weapon. And then somebody steps to you and you can't get it out. This is it's TV. not real life. It ain't TV. I mean, it's not TV. It's real life. So the other thing is you're going to have to start killing stuff. You're going to need protein. Plant-based is only popular because we live in the first world. It's a first world situation. You won't eat meat as much, but you're going to need that protein. Y'all come out to my place. We'll pop a couple squirrels and skin them and put some Zataran on them, put them on the, on the grill. Hey, it's some but my son's been doing that since he was 12. I got some listeners listening right now like, what the fuck he talking about? I'm straight. <laughs> and I'm talking about Keith right here in front of me. That's why I, Keith. I ain't, ain't, there ain't no reason in a city anybody should starve. We don't even know. Atlanta is overrun with muscadine vines. Most people couldn't even recognize a great beast if they saw one. You gotta, you gotta adjust. So, um, I'm throwing it to Sylvester real fast. Sylvester, like, what are other essential things that should be in my, you know, bat? Like, I've been buying hella batteries, right? I got so many Durex and AAA, AA. Like, what should people be having in their house to be prepared for on that level? And again, we, we, we having a hypothetical what if conversation. So, y'all giving me. So, just like you don't get a whole bunch of 40 caliber rounds when you got a nine millimeter gun. You don't get a whole bunch of AAA batteries if your flashlights that you carry are double A. So buy batteries equipment that you have. Get rechargeable equipment. Um, a couple of months ago, I started stocking up on um, rechargeable flashlights. Rechargeable flashlights that go into my 
battery packs that are solar powered. The sun ain't going nowhere. The sun goes, the plant goes, we go. The sun's going to stay here. So solar battery packs. Those We can buy the ones from Walmart. You can have to recharge them. But if you do that, you're dependent on the electricity that hopefully they will keep on around us. Um, once you get the solar battery packs, you get a multi-tool and get a multi-purpose knife. I personally have a CRKT. I have two of those, um, the M16 version or M14 version. Look up on Amazon. You shouldn't pay no more than $60 for it. It keeps a good edge. I've, I've cut meat with it. I've cut fruit with it. I've cleaned my gun with it. I've um, started fires with it. Um, have a knife that is strong enough that if you need to use it to defend yourself or to chop up meat on a plate, you can do it with. Of course, clean it back both ways. Um, get some alcohol. Get some vodka. Um, you want to keep the bacteria around you as low as possible. And, I, and I'm, when I say that, I mean the bacteria that end up killing everybody. Everybody went out and bought the, what's that shit, the uh, hand sanitizers and all that stuff. My brother Wayne to tell you, when you come to slaughtering the animal, the hot water does a great job for you. And um, I'll tell you, throw that damn hand sanitizer away. It's going to kill you. Yeah. Just a point on the alcohol. You know, I went to Walmart uh, to buy some alcohol. Nothing. Local uh, stores, nothing. And then one of my brothers is like, you know, uh, we're going to go to the, to, to the, um, uh, the beauty store. And they sell it. They sell alcohol seventy percent by the gallon at the beauty store. So if you can't find any in your neighborhood. Go to your local beauty store and ask them for it. You you have to have at least seventy percent alcohol uh, for it to be a viable disinfectant. Um, don't cut it with anything. Just put it in a spray bottle and and you know use it as a, a, a dis- disinfectant. It's a lot gentler uh, and. Uh, uh, Water. Yeah. Um, go to Walmart. Thanks for that tip, Rashid. Thank you. Um, go to Walmart. Go to the hunting section or the camping section, they call it, especially the places outside of 285. They got Leatherman's and basic fold out mm-hmm. knives sale. That multi tool is my pliers, my wire cutters, my can opener. It's not my my go-to for those things, but it is definitely my backup. I've done changed many a car battery when I couldn't get my hand on some wrenches with that $7 wannabe Leatherman from Walmart. Um, get it and get familiar with it. Um, get a book bag. I don't care if it's your kid's book bag. I don't care if it's the $200 one that they sell at REI. Have something that you can throw your basic supplies in and move with. Um, we'll talk about Gray Man in a minute. Matter of fact, if you don't mind, I'll let Rasheed talk about Gray Man because he knows more about it than I do. Um, well, you said Gray Man. You said Gray Man. What is that? Um, real quick, when you're moving, you can draw a lot of attention to yourself. In these environments that we're talking about now, if things get as bad as they can be, you can stick out like a sore thumb when you have your Rambo bandana on with the tactical book bag <laughs> and your books and all that stuff. And it's like, Jesus, I want it. The gray man is who that you see jogging down the street with that small backpack 
that has a 380 in it and the knife and his tourniquet. And you don't pay no attention to him because he's just a guy jogging down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So you, so you want to basically yeah. be incon- incon- inconspicuous with it. Yeah. Oh, well, then, so I, I got a point about that, brothers. I, I want to add. So in my household, we carry. We don't put safeties on. Um, our safety is our finger. If you're not on the trigger, training, um, we don't use safety. Um, unless, you know, somebody's coming over to visit or something. Um, but uh, I'm not a fan of putting weapons in bags because you're going to need it. And the situation is not going to allow you to get it out the bag. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm always point that I'll add to that. Um, you know, we train on a trilogy, pistol, rifle, and shotgun, right? Our, our, prim- our two primary weapons are uh, pistol and rifle. We use our pistol to get to our rifle. And typically, you know, right before this whole info shit with the arm, you know, my company did a lot of research and development into small weapon systems that you could put in mm-hmm. bags. And these were pistol caliber uh that some of them like the Taurus, right? Uh, Millenniums and P9, P11, stuff like that. Well, no, I'm talking about SBRs. I'm talking about Yugos, uh, uh, 92s, uh, AK pistols, AR pistols. Oh, so um, Right. But, you know, our requirement research and development was we wanted a system that was less than uh, 25 inches. And that included a suppressor because we know uh, in close quarters, we did not want to blow out our hair. So we started, you know, this development program to, you know, look for these systems that we can throw in bags, right? These are rifle caliber um, guns. And at that time, you know, we had, we were creating SBR, short barrel rifles. But with the advent of, these pistol braces, it became um, it, it, it became easier, you know, to, for us to do our research and development. And now we're able to throw, you know, AK pistols and backpacks. We're able to throw um, AR pistols and backpacks, you know, regardless of the caliber, whether they're not 10 millimeter, 45, 300 blackout, 556, and even 10 millimeter. I mean, even a 308. All those are in a regular backpack and in some cases with the suppressor on. So, you know, um, I wouldn't discount anybody who's rolling around with a backpack now. You know, I carry a rifle all the time. I use my pistol, which has a red dot on it and a light that I carry every day to get to that rifle because once I get to that rifle, uh, the shit hit, 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 hit the fan, and it's ooey time. But you ain't gonna hear shit. But that ouch, ooh, ouch, ooh, if that. So just keep so, that in mind. Those so, systems are out there. They're they're available. You can easily put one together yourself. All right, Jim. I got one last question before I take the conversation somewhere else to just to Rasheed. Um, I've been talking to a lot of sisters. You know, what I'm saying they single moms. Uh, some are uh, single moms with, um, they have girls or they have a little girl. They by themselves. 
And they're trying to like they out here buying guns and stuff now. You know what I'm saying? They're not like y'all just said. They're not trained in them. People, do you tell them to buy the guns? Should they not be buying guns? Like, what should those people be doing? Well, you know, there's a lot of people out here buying guns who have not been trained. Uh, I think it's important to get trained. Uh, you know, absent our ability to get together, um, I would say, you know. Uh, reach out to qualified trainers that can do virtual lessons uh, with folks. You know, I'm, I'm teasing the idea of opening up my platform, my signature platform called Bootcamp, um, to, you know, people who want to participate online for free. Um, but, you know, when I think about that question, too, I think about when I travel to other countries and don't necessarily have access to a firearm. I look at, you know, other weapon systems uh, that are trained on, like Hammer. Um, hammer is, <laughs> a hammer is like a tomahawk. Have you ever been to the whole section, the whole hammer section? You know, you have different hammers, weights, um, different fences, um, different, you know, they have different heads on them. They look like tomahawks. You know, I encourage folks, you know, to get familiar with the hammer. Um, you know, it's an impact weapon that car that can cause mass trauma to the head, to the limbs of, of any person. And with the right techniques, one or two hits and that person going like that. So... This is where I'm at. Um, first of all, y'all, thank y'all for all this information. One thing I am going to ask y'all, um, I know Rasheed, you gave me a whole resource of uh, things to go after um, when I was looking for a firearm when I called you yesterday. Um, I'm going to ask y'all other gentlemen, just kind of like to create a list that we can put in our show notes for our listeners of stuff that we feel like they should have. Um, but I'm going to be real. Like I said yesterday, I just... I don't feel like most people think it can go there. Like, I think people think it just can't go there at all. It's not in their mind at all. That that's even a possibility. And uh, like I said, Keith is one of them. Keith personally think things are going to be, what you say, uh, at the end of the month, you think everything going to be at normal? So my take on it is because we live in Georgia, right, I can only do as much as where I'm at. So that means... The only precautions I could take is washing my hands, social distance, blah, blah, blah. But it's spreading. People are getting it. So you're going to get it. Keep your immunity up. You got to fight through it. But as far as, like, what's going to change or what's happening, people, everything's going to be back up and running by next month because we're, we're capitalists. Like, people want to have – once enough people get it and it gets out of their system – the bars are going to be back open. They haven't even finished. They haven't really closed the beaches yet. Some states haven't even announced this is a real state of emergency. Like, we're not. Right, if we was in New York, it would be different for me. I'd be like, okay, I can see things. We're in Georgia, bro. As soon as they can get business back up and running, business will be back up and running. What do y'all say? That, my brother. Yeah, that's not, not going to happen for many months. That's my opinion. This ain't no fly-by-night situation. And if you fail to prepare, you will be you will become a casualty. I guarantee you that. So 
You're not looking well, well, could at you do, Could you do one thing for me? Break, no, break that down. That break, all the information that we're getting right now is misinformation. Well, break, we break that down it. to break that down to me and the people because I think you just said a key word that might strike uh, strike with other people. You said that you'll be a casualty. Describe what a casualty will look like in this situation if you're not prepared. What does it? What does it? Because I'm gonna be real with y'all. Millennials think they're invincible. Millennials think not that invincible, like not that you're not gonna die, but like you can't be a casualty. So break that down and what that looks like, and give that to the people. I said every young, all young people. I mean, there was a point in time I literally thought I was invincible. Ditto. I mean, literally. And moved, if you had a moved, on, yeah, I was going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Look at it like so. There's a and, and, and if you see if you sit at the feet of your elders, they would their age that they felt that invincibility, and some of their peers didn't make it, just like some of my peers didn't make it. I came up. I, you know, I came of age in the 80s when the Iran-Contra affair unleashed crime, right? That was that was one of our major, first major epidemics in our community. Everybody knew a crackhead. It was oftentimes casualties of that pandemic, that drug pandemic, right? It, it, it killed the wealth in our community. It killed our elders. It killed our brothers, our sisters, our aunts, our uncles, and, and oftentimes people don't talk about that. You know, I, I'm a refugee from that war, the crack epidemic that was unleashed on our community by 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 the United States of America because they wanted to hit Iran against Iraq, and they went to contras or they stood up, you know, these three cartels, Pablo Escobar, you know. So, you know, we have to be very clear um, on his experiment. We have to be very clear on, on the intentions of this country um, that so-called released us from our shackles and our physical shackles and chains and placed them on our We have to come from a historical point of view. We have to understand that historical point of view to be able to move forward. And if not, you will also be a casualty in this epidemic and i think i think for me yeah like that's i I, I, you're about to say financial like i'm gonna let you get your point and i'm gonna make mine what you about to say so um i think the brother's name was keith who was saying well it's over at the end of the month think about the last time you were broke and i don't mean like broke like man but he wait for this check to come in i mean you don't already borrow from your mama and your best friend and you can't pay them back broke last week <laughs> and then you just a little levity but nah for real finish your point though yeah you got that debt that's just hit and then you lose your job so whatever money you were gonna make you don't have and then your rent kicks back in and you have to pay that. Mm. You have whatever with the gas and the food and, you know, the rest of the things that men got to take care of. But there's no way for money to come back in because you are not working. And not only are you not working, your job no longer exists. Period. Then. A lot of jobs are not going to come back. The food is not going to come back. And this food that we have coming in, if that supply chain stops 
And I'll go ahead and say when that ju- that supply chain ends, there will be no food to restock on those shelves. Mm. So it's it's easy to look at it right now because we still have stores open. When I was talking to, talking about Wayne earlier, quarantine really does mean that you are separated from everything. If a chicken gets sick in a coop and you quarantine that chicken, you take it and you put it outside the coop in its own place and it's not allowed to touch or be around anything. And then when it doesn't get better, you kill it. Yep. You kill it, you burn it if you have to because if it gets the rest of the chicken sick, everyone dies. The only you people that are not find it. Exactly. So, but that doesn't happen in two weeks. It goes over months. Recuperating from that can take years. Years. Nah, and I, I, I believe that. I, I really, like I said, most of my peers, when the 09 crash hit, were in college, right? They were, they were either in their freshman, sophomore year. Your parents not really telling you what's going on. You're not watching the news. So, like, they didn't experience. I felt it because I was at home and I felt it. The difference between this one, college student, I just went and helped my friend pick up their niece from uh, North Carolina A and T because college shut down and kicked them out the dorms. So yeah, one, thing, one thing I'm saying, I'm saying to say, whatever is about to hit, everybody's gonna feel it. This ain't gonna be something that's gonna be isolated where oh my parents feel it. No, no we all gonna feel it. We're going to humanize it. You know, the only reason I'm not worrying, work, like, I don't been broke before. <laughs> like, you know, uh, that thing, that what's that shirt? It's a T-shirt that was done. Been broke before. Like, I don't been broke, broke before. And there's some cats out here that ain't never experienced this shit. And I'm going to have to start an online class on that shit. <laughs> like, my nigga, let me show you how many meals this hot dog can really make, bruh. <laughs> like, like, so. Hey what, man, uh, broke tip I had. I always tell people when I was broke, broke, I would go to Kroger and get that ninety nine cent pancake mix. What? And I'd make pancake, big pancakes, and then drink as much water as possible and chase the, chase the pancake. But you feel that stomach? So that thing was swell up in my belly. I'd <laughs> be good, good hey, for look, a day and a half. Look like yeast, bro. <laughs> like yeast. So. So what I'm saying is we about like what I, what I'm telling people is like you just don't know how people act when they get so here's a movie I want to give everybody to watch y'all ain't got nothing but time anyway uh, there's this weird ass movie that Netflix just released on their platform called it's actually called the platform and it's about this prison where everybody this prison anybody don't see the movie huh. Watch that. It's the derivative of the movie called Cube. If we're gonna go to sci-fi with it, they're the same movie in different um in different modes. It's also derivative of the movie uh, Snow Snowpiercer. It's also like Snowpiercer too. But the platform, the thing about this is everybody in the prison was on this tower, and this tower had this big old hole in the middle. And they said there's three types of people. There's the people on top, people on bottom. And then the people that fall. So what happens is they lower your food down. And if you're on level one, you eat. And you got a certain amount of time. And whatever you don't eat, they put the level two. And they keep going to all the down levels, right? So by the time you get to level 177, there's no food left. So those people on that level start literally eating each other. 
Like because you when you get hungry and the man in the movie he said you don't know how it is when you get hungry you look at people different there's a different level of anger so what I'm saying is I know people right now let's just let's just play around with the uh, hypothetical the restaurant industry the restaurant industry all the people that bartenders serve it they make their money off tips uh, they got their own places they don't got no real savings because they weren't making no real money. Let's say this for them. We know it's about to not open up next month. We know restaurants not open up next month. What happened when they get hungry? Like we I think we're about to move into an era where you could potentially see your favorite online influencer model that used to be giving us the greatest twerk videos. We're going to be seeing her in the soup kitchen, bro. So like when I, when I say I wanted to have this conversation, I get it. Like motherfuckers listen. Some people listen to this shit like, man, that shit ain't going to happen. Cool. I'd rather look back three months from now and laugh at myself because I went overboard. Because, yes, I did go buy fucking plywood to nail up my house. <laughs> like, like, that's just me, though. Because, again, that's where I met with it. I'm not saying everybody else there. I just wanted, I wanted to give everybody. I wanted to say I gave everybody the information just in case. He said this is a hypothetical conversation. Yeah, I'd rather look back on it and laugh at the stack of plywood I got in the back and the squirrels out on shot and I'm grilling and what would my friends come over to help me finish eating the rest of them than not have shot them squirrels and got that plywood together and now, you know, squirrels ain't around no more because everybody ate them all. Oh, them squirrels, squirrels are smart. They're going to survive. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get them all. Yo, so, so I say, I say, well, this, I, say I say this because I want I want y'all to be able to sign off. I know Rasheed he just texted me said he had to sign off because he had a conference call. But I want y'all to be able to give you a final points uh, before you get off. We will start with you, uh, Sylvester. Um, two books I think everyone should read and reread. Um, World War Z, not the movie. Don't watch the movie. Read the book. The book is what happens and what. It's basically a documentary and an interview of everyone that was affected by a pandemic. And it interviews everybody. So you see who had the plan and who got affected the most. And also Parable of the Sower by the beautiful sister Octavia Butler, because everything that she has in that book is literally happening right now. Um, look out for one another. When I say look out for one another, don't be stupid. Don't be going around giving away all the stuff you have. Start setting up very small networks of who you can rely on and who you can barter with and who you trust. And I mean trust in the biblical sense of the word because your life literally depends on it. I like it. I'll take that. Appreciate you, bro. If you could, text me those book titles and text me like the list of those essentials so Keith can add it in the uh, show notes. Most definitely will. All right, Black Packers are here to help. Yeah, and give it, give it, Texas, Texas Black. How how can we get in touch with Black Packers as well? Your uh, platform and your your group. The best way to do so is through IG and through um, Facebook. Black Packers, as in we are Black Packers, as in P A C K E R Z. Um, That's the best way to get to both of us, myself and my brother Tariq. Perfect, perfect. And for those that don't know, can you just explain real fast what the Black Packers are? Um, Black Packers started in the system and um, honestly, Sister Harriet Tubman. Um, we tried to make sure that every one of our people, especially our black people first, 
We're involved in the community in a way that we're prepared for any emergency that may happen, be it the one we're going through right now, um, a natural emergency, or one where someone is attacking you, or a health emergency. We are certified to teach firearms. We are no level, no, no way on the level of Brother Rashid, but we're trying to get there. Um, firearm safety, um, BLS certified, which means CPR, first aid, the whole nine with that. And we can get you through a trail in anywhere in Atlanta with our eyes closed. Nice. Nice. Hey, do y'all, are y'all doing like any virtual content right now? Um, We're setting it up now. Okay. We're setting it up right now. Um, So when I get that online, because some people are paying for it, but we're trying to see what we can provide for free because there's people who need it who can't afford it. So we're trying to set up something that people can um, dive into and pay for that goes very much in depth, but also have something that's on the surface. So like those who have just bought firearms or those who have supplies at home, but don't know that those can be emergency supplies would know how to put them together. Got it. Got it. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you again for coming on, man. And uh, I don't take it for granted. <laughs> but shut up, dog. Keep looking at me crazy. I just Thank cleared you, my throat. Um, um, but nah, I don't, I don't take it for granted that we stay connected, man, after all these years, bro. So I really appreciate you for everything that you're doing. For real, for real. Thank you. Honored to be in the shadow of these giants. Yes, sir. Wayne, man, it's on you, baby. Tell us any information. In your last points, any information you want to give? Yeah, sure. Um, so one thing I always tell people when I have this discussion is, um, one, try and see if you can go two days without eating. Give it a shot. Not fasting. Try to do your job, do whatever it is you do, and go two days without eating. That's, and then when that's, you finally that's hard eat, right there, Wayne. Yeah. Uh, I just, my last it. episode was uh, on the fat cousin now. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, so yeah, that's, that, a hard that's a practical. So, yeah, I approach this more from a practical standpoint. Um, your circle, your circle needs to be a circle that can bring you life. So I'm the farmer. I have a pond that's stocked with fish. I got two wells. I got livestock. I got a garden. Uh, one of my good friends is in medicine. So if something happens, you have to have somebody who can actually treat you. I'm talking about not sickness, but the fight. Um, I have a really good friend who is pretty, he's in their financial genius. Currency is currency. I don't care what it is. Somebody is going to have to make the moves in that situation, in that unit. Um, everybody's coming to my place. This conversation that we have, it's a legit conversation. It's not doomsday preppers. It's if it happens, you need to get here. The root cell is here. The pond is here. Um, what I got to do to get to come over there? I can bring, I got podcast equipment. We're going to need to document this. We're going to need to document this, man. <laughs> like, I can bring. Yeah, we're going to need to document it. I'm a thinker. But it's, 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 a legit, it's a legit group. And we all, you know, most of us went to Morris Brown together. And then, you know, we all shoot. Um, some of us got into dog training. So we, we think we're pretty solid. Like, we legit have, um, you know, we've been other people in life. So we, all, we have all made somebody bleed. We're comfortable with that. Um, we're comfortable killing animals. We're comfortable in the garden. We're comfortable digging wells. 
we are also comfortable um, on the higher end of things if we need to socialize that way. Um, so that's just, we just wanted to be well-rounded. So your circle needs to be that. The, the, the friend that gets drunk all the time and he's a comedic genius, he's, that ain't really going to be any use <laughs> in the, in the in, in the uh, times where everything is just terrible, you right. gotta have some kind of skill, and everybody's gonna do what they used to call pull your own weight. Um, so for for houses, I always tell people get a Mossberg. How we trained at my house was you got a shotgun. You know, there's no need to go address this dude. If he gets past the fence, the dog, and gets into the house, he's either professional or crazy. Go sit in the corner somewhere. You're not a hero. And if he opens the door, you know, you got the shotgun blasted. Don't go be a hero. Right. Um, that's just on a hypothetical. That's just stuff we do on a regular day. But every other day, man, I'm Farmer Wayne. Super happy. Love everybody. Um, you can reach us at Swanson Family Farm LLC.com and you can order. Or you can just find us on IG, Facebook, Twitter, Swanson Family Farm. Well, you and, and you know, I know you said y'all don't want to promote because you want to seem like you're not taking advantage of it. But I'm definitely uh, promoting you all. So, like, what? Are well, we, we'll, we'll promote. I, yeah. What? What I are y'all selling? A little bit, so I can be ready. So what? Yeah. Right now, only thing I can sell, the only thing I can get is beef. I've got my cows that we processed. We had another friend take some more to the butcher. So we it's just freezer stuffers right now. I mean, they literally bought everything we have um i'll have some honey in a couple of weeks because i just uh split some beehives and did some other things but it's gonna be hard because everybody is now buying to stay up so check us out on swanson family farm llc.com you can put an order in for a full cow half a cow or a quarter cow i can just get with your friends and buy one and then split it up amongst yourselves um and you know buy some seeds start gardening plant something in a cup it's, it's that simple. That could save your life, that one plant. Man, Wayne, again, I appreciate you, man, for coming on and giving this information. Man, you I appreciate are the man, you thinking brother. about me. Uh, this episode yes, dropped on Tuesday, so I'll share you the link. Okay, thank you. All right, then. Y'all gentlemen, take care. All right, man. One. Right. Take care. There you have it, people. You, hear, you heard it here first. I am... I'm preparing. <laughs> See, you know, people like Keith. You know, right now, Keith is like, they say the easiest job in the world is being Tom Brady's backup quarterback. <laughs> and let me say what I mean by that. <clears throat> I'm not going to let Keith die, no matter how much he's not taking this serious. With me, so he's just gonna benefit from my heart. Nah, this, this, this is what you fail to realize. <laughs> Bruh, I'm taking it serious, but it's like all, all of this other talk. It's like, bro, either it's gonna be the end of the world. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> either, either it's gonna be the end of the world, or it's not. <laughs> like. I don't, I don't see it like, cause because how, bro, how I really see it, and, and y'all don't be surprised if y'all hear on the next episode that somebody close to us has coronavirus because yeah, I, I, do, I do think uh, it's gonna start expanding in our network. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I definitely think a lot of people, we just heard it on the phone. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people got that shit 
But because the test ain't readily readily available, <clears throat> and because the way Georgia is acting with it, like they they tell you now, don't even call or come to the ER unless you have symptoms. But the virus can be in your body for two weeks without symptoms. All right. So for that simple fact, I think there's a lot of people infected that all I'm trying to deal with is, okay, can I be sick for two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And then after I'm sick for two weeks, what I'm going to do during those two weeks, because I might not even get that sick. You just got to be incubated for two weeks, though. Right, after that, what happens? Like, now I'm, now I'm really rethinking, like, okay, I know what jobs are always going to be good. Bleep their name out. They ain't pay for that. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we ain't paying for that. But what all I'm saying is, I'm taking it serious, but, like, it's here. Like, I, I, I could see if they had hit us with precautions, right? Like, if they said, look, coronavirus is coming. Um, we're going to shut Georgia down for two weeks. Stock up. Comply. I would have complied with all of that. But the fact that it's you all that's You don't think they said it without saying it? I do. It was, no, it was not meant, bro. The fact that our, the fact that your jobs are making you still come to work, that, that's so, not serious. Well, his, I saw his, what his, happened with Snowpocalypse. Right? His, when the Snowpocalypse hit, we shut everything. Down. Like I remember because I think they, they, people play think, with it. I think here's play, the difference. You, do you remember that they play with it? I, I remember and then everything and shut down at the highway. same time, right? So I feel like that's where we. I feel like we all are stuck on the highway. Here's right the now. difference between that. Here's We're the stuck difference. on the highway. We no. all got that shit. No, here's the difference. Some of us went home early that day. Here's, that's you. You saw the, the snow. You like, look, baby, don't even go to work today. Me, Not, I went to work. I had to walk home, but I made it back home. Look, that's all. Here's the difference between. I'm so glad you said that. Because there's a lot of people thinking like you. Like, the difference between Corona and Snowpocalypse is we can see the snow. Like, when I, bro, that, I can when see that, the Corona. You, you can't see Corona? Bruh, when I see all them niggas gathering the same weekend they shut everything down and folks still went out to the parties, I said, look at all that Corona. Look at all that Corona. <laughs> Hey, look. <laughs> look at all that corona, bro. So, so here, here, this is what it is for me. Again, let's just take last week episode. Last week episode is titled "Mama, Why Is the Mayor Taking Our House?" In the very next week, the mayor said, "Keep your house." Keep your house. <laughs> 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 hey, Shit. Hey, that shit was like, I said, damn, no, 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 no evictions for 60 days? Bruh, come on, bro. Turn Atlanta up. Atlanta is not a city that saves your house. But, but see, that's what I'm saying. So can, I, can I be real? I'm just be real to the be, people. So, be like, real, be all right, real. so look, y'all, I get it. This episode was a lot. It's a lot of candor back and forth. Might be a stream to you. You might not want to hear. I don't care. I gave you the information. I'm the type of person, you say, yo, I want some napkins. I'm not going to bring you one. I'm going to bring you a handful. Nigga, put the rest in your fucking dashboard for later. <laughs> like, you ain't got to use all this shit right now. You ain't got to use this information. <laughs> the going to be like, tw- 20 days later, you're like, bro, I need a napkin. Bro, I gave you a whole stack. Like, Nigga, tw- I gave you a whole stack of napkins. Bro, napkins is information in this case. But here's what I'm saying. I'm going to be real with you. tomato seeds. I'm going to be real with you. Anything that they told me that I didn't got to pay right now, I'm not paying this shit. I'm not paying rent. But see, uh, but, but see, that's what I'm saying. That's the setup. Bruh, this shit's still going to go on. In look, three months, it's going to be a big crisis on niggas getting kicked out. And guess they what? They don't want reform on money coming but, in. But guess what? Guess what? I'm cool. I really, I'm not saying, hell, I, ain't, I can't go to no club. It ain't like I'm about to spend the money. I'm just saying, I'd rather give it to you if I have to give it to you and when I have to give it to you. So it ain't like I'm not paying my rent and I'm about to go get me some J's. I'm not paying my rent. 
Although if Jays drop, I might get a pair of Jays. <laughs> No Corona 3s No Corona 3 Them gas masks Ooh. <laughs> Them gas masks But look So for me I'm not paying shit I'm about to get on the phone With Sprint And see what I can work out Anything that I don't have to pay Right now I'm not paying it And folk be like Somebody be like You not paying your bill No if you heard it here first, I'm not telling y'all not to do it, but I'm telling you, if there's an executive order giving me the opportunity not to pay something, I'm taking that shit. I'm not paying it. And guess what? When when they when they lift the executive order and they ask for the money, I have it then. But guess what happened? This this is the bullshit. All right, say you renting from a motherfucker. Like say you like renting from an apartment complex, right? That own a lot of fucking properties. And this pandemic. Leasing offers are closed, so they're not showing apartments. Our leasing office closed right now, right? So they're not showing you apartments, so they're not making money. So say you one of them old compliant motherfuckers, and you paying all your bills on time because you just a good nigga. <laughs> so look, you paying all your bills on time, and then four months from now, your apartment complex can't afford to uh, keep the building. And everybody getting kicked out that motherfucker. Damn. Bro, come on, man. I want to make sure you straight before I give you the money. You put it Bro, look, I heard you about to go to jail. I mean, I know I owe you this bread, but. <laughs> hey, look, we, you ain't going to need that shit, girl. I got you bruh, when you come out. Bro, if the owners of our apartment go uh, bankrupt, <laughs> what the fuck I look like giving them my last dimes? Uh. <laughs> and then, let me speak to the people. I'm going to be real. I'm not buying no fucking stock right now. Everybody on here, these <laughs> fake stock investors, oh, I'm, I'm buying stock. Man, I'm not buying stock. I'm not buying no fucking stock right now. If you, if you, like, this is the question you got to ask yourself. Again, this is the hypothetical what if conversation. Based off how much money you have in your bank right now, I want everybody to tell yourself the truth. Because you might be riding with somebody, you might lie. You might ride like shit. I'm straight. <laughs> you might be sitting with somebody right now. I can get about two. So, so look, based off the money that you got in your account right now, based off the level of income you have coming in right now, I'm not talking about, oh, shit, when this shit blow over, I had four, five projects I was on. But- I got invoices in the air right now. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they coming. <laughs> so, so look, so look, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, bro. All right, based off the of level of income you have coming in right now, and based off of the food you have right now, how long could you survive? Let's have a what if conversation. About two and a half, three weeks off the food. Bro, that ain't shit. Bro, that's all you need. Dog, two and a half, three weeks. Yeah, because uh, this, because this, what this, it says this is, is if you get quarantined, you get it. You gotta I'm going to be, I'm gonna be real weeks. with you, bro. For me, I think your food length should be as long as the length they said for the goddamn uh, you don't got to pay your rent. That scared me, bro. When Atlanta said you got to pay your rent for 60 days, <laughs> that made me like, damn, bro. I until, need- until I get a mandate that says they actually closing grocery stores and all that kind of stuff. So, this is the thing. That 
ain't coming yet. When that come here, it's too late. So, men, we on this thing. Yeah, health, health. So then the one woman was like, oh, women ain't invited? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Shit, go ahead, go ahead. Do your thing. Do Give me 10, right? She ain't never do it. But guess what I don't see surface on the internet from the women? We got a push-up challenge. Get what the women got. Sips. The shot challenge. You see a shot, you take a shot. I'm like, these motherfuckers right here, man. Oh, and and shout- I ain't seen not one dude do it. That's why I'm saying women created it. And shout out to my people during this coronavirus. Like, don't don't get upset when you hear everybody like, oh, this is my coronacation. Uh, we're going to be in the house for two weeks, and I'm going to get my body right. Meanwhile, you still got to get up and go to work every day. Shout out. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because, bro, that's the other, and maybe that's why I'm really not taking it that serious. Because I feel like my life hasn't stopped. Like everybody, it's like folks <laughs> around me. I see on Twitter and Instagram, and it's like, shit, I'm stuck in the house. I ain't, I, I work from home now. I ain't been out the house in a week, bro. We've been going into the office every day. <laughs> Nigga, I, I, I didn't cut this equipment on every day. I, I, ain't, gonna, like, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. So like, so boom. We've been going to the office, but our office is really big. Like, it got two staircases, and it's only at one time, at most, we've had four people in the building at the same time mm-hmm. this whole week. Right. So, we definitely are paying attention to the CDC less than 10 rule. Yeah, I mean, we, we got that. I'm but, just saying. Nah, I just want to talk about what happened. In. What happened? So, nah, the, I'm not telling the people that. I'm not telling the people that. You ain't telling the people that? Nah, hell no. Nah. Well, long story short. Like I said, I ain't fucking coming. <laughs> no, I tell people because at the end of the day, other people are dealing with this. See, I feel like we had the liberty to do that at our job because of the way it's set up. Yeah. But any other real job, we would have got fired, nigga. Like uh, we flat out telling the boss, "Hey, we don't want to come in because of Corona," and we just telling you the day of. No, nah, I told the lad the night before. I mean, it was it was like eleven o'clock at night. I got yeah. retaliated on because I called for a, day, a work from home day. But, but all I said, oh, okay, is, you don't got you don't got you don't got to clock your ass in. But because that's what I'm saying, bro. Like our bosses not even taking it serious. Our state not taking it serious. My life really hasn't stopped. The only thing that's changed is that my kids are out of school. You know, luckily my son's mom is a teacher, so she's out, and then my daughter's mom can work from home. Now they tell us we can work from home. But we should have been able to work from like my thing is if things are going to change forever after this, mm-hmm. then like let's go ahead and get started on this change. Like if you're telling me, well, online classes are gonna be the new thing, well let's go ahead and get started on some like online putting together some real curriculum. Shout out to all the new teachers too, teacher parents. Hey, <laughs> you know what's funny about me, because I've been on that hey, shit. Look. Hey, look, keep been on it. But I see some parents struggling, boy. I'm talking about it's hard out here, dog. When I saw that, that's the old nigga. That's a regular weekend with daddy. It is, <laughs> it is hard out here for a lot of parents, bro. Like, this note came up. Read this shit, bro. Read this shit. <laughs> Homeschooled. It is not going good. My mom is getting stressed out. My mom is really getting confused. We took a break so my mom can figure this stuff out. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going good. One thing I love about when kids first learn how to write, they write every word that they know. Right. He put confused and stressed out because he, he kept he hearing it. He kept hearing it. Like, and, but that's what I'm saying, though. See, things like that. Like, if things are going to change, let's go ahead and get it changed. Let's, let's not play ourselves like, oh, it's, it's going to go back. Like, All I'm saying is, to the people that's out there, man, look, I love y'all. 
Thank y'all for tuning into this episode. I ask that you take this serious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You heard it from Wayne. Buy you some seeds. Start practicing. Shout out to Enrique. You've been practicing already. Planting uh, flowers and cups. Yeah, we're a green thumb. <laughs> hey, look. You heard my man buy some batteries. Buy solar power rechargeable batteries. Uh, get a hammer. <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Shit is real! Shit is getting real! Shit is real! Hey man, Keith ain't gonna take this shit serious. This episode is Mike. We gonna see who right. Hey y'all, just know if I do get that shit, I'm fine the whole time. <laughs>